Well, praise God, man. I'm glad y'all are tuned in tonight for these Wednesday sessions on the spirit of life. I encourage you tonight, uh, make sure you get you a piece of paper, get you a pen, take notes as we're going through this so you can go back and let the Holy Spirit just keep speaking to you on these messages. But if, you know, tonight's going to be session 11, and uh, so there's 10 more sessions that you could go back and archive and look and, and re-listen to. You know, that's the beautiful thing about the Spirit of God is He has this way to just, you know, one time you hear and you, you, you hear a specific thing and then next time you listen to it, well then, man, there's something completely new revealed to you. So I just pray that you're hungry and you're listening and I'll keep listening because uh, I know God's going to do great things in your life. And so let's go to the Lord in prayer and let's get going tonight. So Heavenly Father, I just praise you for tonight. I thank you, Lord, all over the world as people are tuning in and are watching. That, Lord, no matter where they are, I, I, there is no distance in spirit. And so, Lord, I thank you for touching people's hearts tonight. Lord, as they, whatever situation they're going through, whatever problem they may be in, whatever joy they may be experiencing, whatever may be going on in their lives tonight, Lord, I just pray that by the power of the Holy Spirit that you will take the words that come out of my mouth and turn them to be exactly what the people need to hear tonight so that it'll be fresh. It'll be literally the spirit of life coming alive on the inside of people. Lord, I know that you want to teach us. You want us to grow. You want us to develop into more of the things of God and more like Jesus on this earth. And as these days grow hard, as these days grow dark, as, as there's all kinds of crazy going on in the world, I just declare, Lord God, that believers all over the world are going to be inspired and they're going to reach out and they're going to touch you and their lives are going to be forever changed. Lord, I just pray for people tonight to have ears to hear and hearts that will receive the word of God. That, Lord, that you will show people things that they've never seen before and illuminate things to them that just, Lord, literally just blow their minds in a good way. And, Lord, we praise you for that in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. So get your Bibles out and go to the book of Romans chapter 8. That's where we've been uh, through this whole Spirit of Life series. It's all out of Romans 8. And we're down to verse 28 tonight. <clears throat> so I'm going to read verses 28 through 30. It says, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. For who... For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he, he predestined, these he also called. Whom he called, these he also justified. And whom he justified, these he also glorified. Now, this, this, these verses start out, you know, and, and if there's ever any verses I've ever seen twisted, uh, you know, by, I don't know that they were twisted by people that because they wanted to twist them or they just didn't understand, and I've heard a lot of bad preaching on these verses, and I want to try to just bring some clarity to you tonight. Because a lot of people believe, well, okay, well, everything's going to work out for good for me, no matter what I'm doing. Well, that's not what the Scripture says. What the Scripture says, let's read it again. For we know that all things work together for good, okay? Then it says, to those who love God. So the first thing is, if you want to see things work out together for good for you, you've got to love God. If you don't love God, then you're not in God's plan. You're not in God's purpose. You're not in God's flow. So therefore, 
I, I mean, you're going to expect whatever a man sows that he's going to reap. You're not going to reap anything good. But besides that, it says, for those who love God, and that says again, to those who are called according to his purpose. Now, you know, you can go so deep sometimes in trying to find out the theology of God and, and get into tearing up the scriptures and looking at all this that you miss what the scriptures is plainly saying to us. It says, to those who are called according to his purpose. Well, what does it mean to those that are called according to his purpose? The Bible's specific and it says that it's God's desire for all men and women, everybody on the face of the earth, to be saved, to come to the knowledge of God. So then right off the bat, you know that God wants everyone to be saved. So you can't say, okay, God's got some people he won't save and other people not going to be saved. That, that, that's not right. He's got it open and available for all people, but all mankind has to make a choice. They have to take this thing called our free will and they have to make a choice if they want to serve God according to his purpose or not. I am always amazed at the scripture in Revelations that says that when, when the end times come, that the heavens will roll back like a giant scroll and, and God will reveal himself and there'll be people who'll say, go away from us. We don't want you. And they'll, they, they crawl in rocks and dens and say they hide from the presence of God. That blows my mind that someone would be face to face with almighty God, but yet still reject him. So there's going to be people on this earth that aren't going to accept God or want to walk according to his purpose. But he says to these people right here that love him and that are called according to his purpose, well, called according to his purpose, that's what we're going to get into tonight. I want, to under I want you to understand what is your purpose in life? What is going on in life with you? If you're born again and Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior of your life, you know that on the inside of you, because down on the inside of you, it says the spirit of God on the inside of you bears witness that you are a child of God. So if you're born again and you're saved, well, then you're actually known biblically as the called. You're the one that called. You got the call and you picked up the phone and said, hello, Jesus. OK, that's you. You're the saved. You're the saints. You're the ambassadors for Jesus on the face of this earth. So it says, those that he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. So let's look at this. So if you love God and you follow his purpose, then God says, I'm going to make everything work out for good. That doesn't mean everything's going to work out according to your plan, but it does mean God's going to work everything out according to his plan. You may have some battles in life. You may have some problems in life. You may have some, some issues that come up in life, but through it all, God's going to grow you and that spirit of life on the inside of you is going to begin to work out and begin to make things work out in your favor. Let's go look at another scripture, Jeremiah 29, 11. scripture that so many people, you know it, you know pieces of it, but let's look at it here. He says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you, and you will seek me, and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. I will be found by you, says the Lord, and I will bring you back from your captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places where, you, where I have driven you 
says the Lord, and I will bring you to a place from which I caused you to be carried away. Now, we know that Jeremiah 29, 11 was spoken to the children of Israel. That's who it was, that they had um, broken their covenant with God. They had worshiped other gods. They had done everything. And God says, look, okay, this is what's going to happen. You're going to be dispersed. You're going to go out. There's going to be a time I bring you back in. That was all for Israel. But our, it, the, Jeremiah 29, 11 has a, a dual meaning because it also has a meaning for us as Christians, as the church, because you can understand what is the attitude that God has towards his people. He says, man, I know you. Look at the first of that. I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. God's for you. He is not against you. All right. The moment you turn and made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, the moment the spirit of life came and was residing on the inside of you, God's plan began to work in your life. Now, the Bible says that God knew you in your mother's womb. God fearfully and wonderfully created you. He had this plan of wanting you to serve him. Some of us, like myself, I didn't always serve the Lord. I didn't, I didn't walk in the plans of Jesus. I did my own thing until that day came and I said, man, Jesus, you're my Lord and Savior. I give you my life. Now that you're, you're, you're the Lord of my life, now that I'm going to serve you, I, I want to fulfill the purpose of God for my life. Okay? So we have to learn to trust God that he has a plan for our life and it's a good plan. Now, I've said this many times. Uh, from the pulpit here. I never planned on being a preacher. I was never in my thoughts. I never wanted to go down this route. But when God called me and he spoke to my heart, he said, I want you to do this for me. I had to believe that Romans 8 and 28 was going to be true, that if I followed God's plan, then it would work out for good for me because I would be following his plan and his purpose. And it has. Let me give you another scripture. Philippians 1, 6. Philippians 1 and 6 says, being confident of this very thing that he has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. See, church, sometimes we feel so alone. We feel like we're just out there in the world and, 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 and we're trying to figure out, oh, man, what's going on? You know, and this, this is happening and that's happening and all this is going on. But listen, God's got a plan for your life. You have to believe God has a plan for you. And he's got a plan for you that's so amazing, so great. It has such a great future and a great hope. But he wants us to walk in his purpose, not our will, but his will be done. Now, sometimes we, we you know, we get all uh, in that place where we, you know, we don't want to we don't want to be obedient to God. Well, God still loves you in that. He's still got a plan for you. You may go off into the bar ditch for a while and run along in the bar ditch for a while, but he's still got a plan for you. He's still got a path for you. He's still got something he wants you to get into. And then when you do, then things get smoother. And our job is in life, you know, is not to try to figure everything out. When we get to heaven, it's going to all make sense. Right now, we look at things and we think, why did this happen? Or what's going on here? What, 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 I don't understand this. And why, why did this happen? And what did that? But the truth is, when we get to heaven and we look at it, then we're going to say, well, wow, that makes sense. I see now that that affected this and then this affected that. And then this was and this got me down this plan and got me on this purpose. It got me on this right track. And it's all going to make sense. So <clears throat> let me move on to another thing, because he says here. In verse 29, 
Romans 8, 29. It says, for whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be firstborn among the brethren. Now, I've heard preachers preach before about predestination. If you're saved, you're predestined to be saved, and so therefore you're saved. But if you could be predestined to go to hell, that's not true. That's not what the word teaches. Remember, the Bible says all men can be saved. It's God's will for all men to be saved. All men are not going to be saved, but it's his will for all men to be saved. God's mercy and his grace is extended to everyone. But let's talk about what does it mean to be conformed? Okay, it says be conformed. Whom he foreknow, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. Well, conform, the word conform means to be fashioned like are jointly formed. So wait, he says, we're predestined, okay, predestined to be conformed to the image of Jesus. In other words, if a, if a, a sculpture was, was carved and there was a sculpture and then the, the artist carved another one and worked to make it exactly like the master, the master copy or the master sculpture. Well, what would happen would be you would have the, 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 the one there that is the image, and then you would have the second one, which would be the what he was trying to make that look like. What the Bible is saying is God predestined you to become like Jesus. He wants you to be conformed to look like Jesus, walk like Jesus, talk like Jesus, be like Jesus, think like Jesus, and everything that you do. That's what the whole predestination is about, is God lining it up and saying, man, I just want to get you to be like Jesus because, folks, Jesus did it right. I mean, you got to look at it. Jesus did it right. So if I want to follow somebody, I want to follow somebody who did it right. He did it right all the way to the cross. He was sinless. He walked on the face of this earth. He, he <laughs> I mean, he was, he was, he was perfect. Well, if I want to walk by, if I want to pattern myself after something, I want to be patterned after what was perfect. So your destiny, your destiny in life and your purpose in life is for this spirit of life on the inside of you to, be, to work and to bring about in you to be like Jesus. Not to be Jesus, but to be like Jesus. Let's look at another scripture. Go to Ephesians 1, 3, Ephesians 1, 3 through 6. It says, blessed be the God and the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundations of the world that we should be holy without blame before him in love having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise and the glory of his grace by which he has made us accepted in the beloved. <clears throat> Here again, the Paul, Paul speaking to the church at Ephesus, he's saying the same thing as he did to the church at Rome. He said, God has a destiny for you, and he already 
thought about this before the foundations of this world even came about. He thought about it all so that he was going to work in us or give us the ability to become like Jesus because he was going to change the inside of us. He was going to have our spirits born again to be like Jesus, and then we could be conformed to his image. I know none of us are perfect. None of us, you know, man, we start out rough. Some people start out rougher than others. But it doesn't really make any difference how rough you started out. God's already got a way for you to end up being like Jesus. Now, I know that may blow your mind. You may be thinking, holy cow, I'm never going to be like Jesus. I'm never going to think like Jesus. Well, <clears throat> let me help you. Let me help you here. Go in your Bibles. Go to Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Romans 12, 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world. That's that word again, conformed to this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. So he says here, that there, he's showing us how the transformation takes place. He says again, don't be conformed to this world. You can be conformed to the image of Christ or you can be conformed to this world. Just think about it. If, if uh, you listen to this world and all the doubt and unbelief in the world and all the things that are coming down, everything is being said in this world, and that's what you dwell on, that's what you think on, that's what you prepare for, that's what you do, your whole mind zone, everything's looking at that, well, then you're being conformed to the image of this world. If you turned around and got up this morning and maybe you heard the bad news, maybe you heard this, that, and the other, maybe you're facing some situations and circumstances in your life, and you stopped right then and said, Lord, I'm presenting my body to you as a living sacrifice today. I just want to walk in your destiny. I just want to walk in your will, Lord. Today, I declare that, God, you're going to work all things out for me because you know I love you and I believe you got a destiny for me. The moment you start talking like that, the spirit of life on the inside of you is going to be like just a... Just an electric dynamo just begins to work because he's like chipping away, chipping away, chipping away, cutting off all the stuff that doesn't look like Jesus. He's chopping it off. He's grinding off. He's got the sander out. He's cutting it all off there, getting it all off of you because he can work with that. But if you're, if you, if you're the other way and you're just walking around saying, oh, God, everything's terrible. Everything's bad. Nothing's right. Nothing's good. Nothing ever is going to work for me. It ain't ever going to work out. Well, then what you're doing is you're being conformed to this world. So the way I look at it is like there is an image of Jesus in me. But every time I conform to this world, then, then the enemy's over there and he's adding some, some plaster Paris, some mortar to it. He's, he's building something that's ugly. And then when I get to get being conformed to Christ and get to renewing my mind, then the Holy Ghost, so they're chipping all that off and we're trying to smooth it all up to, to, so that Jesus can shine forth. And it's this constant battle. And folks, listen to me. I'd like to tell you, man, you send in $29.95 and I'll send you the magic juju juice that you just take it and put over your head and anoint yourself every day and bless God, you'll never have a problem. But that would be a lie. 
Because the bottom line is we live in a fallen world. There's always going to be situations. There's always going to be circumstances. There's always going to be something that comes against you. It's not from God. It's not God hindering you. God's got this path. He's already predestined it before the foundation of the earth so that you could be conformed to the image of Christ. And it's not him holding you back. It's the enemy. It's the devil. It's this world system, whatever you want to call it, that is constantly, constantly, constantly trying to get you to just be a person of the flesh, a person who will not renew their minds to the word of God and will not walk in the things of God. So there's this constant battle going on. But he says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. There's no way around it. <clears throat> You're not going to renew your mind unless you take the word of God and you learn what the word of God says for you. How can you walk and have a mind renewed and learn what God's thinking if you don't know what the word of God says? You've got to be constantly reading your Bible, getting scriptures, confessing those scriptures out of your mouth as truths. That's why we always here at the church, we have all these little uh, confessions and scripture cards and all these things go on the app and you look at it. I got a whole pages of just stuff that we're constantly putting stuff in there so that you can have a, a, a resource to go to and get your scriptures out and begin just to confess those scriptures over your life and begin to declare what God's word says over you so you're on that right road, that on that, the right predestined path God has for you, then the spirit of life starts renewing your mind, getting off all those things out there that are, that are uh, issues and problems, things that are going on in your life and showing you a way to walk in victory. Now, I understand we want it just to happen by osmosis. We want to just, you know, go to sleep with our head on the Bible and wake up and we got it all. It doesn't work that way. Renewing your mind takes effort. It takes work. There's so many voices. The Apostle Paul said there's so many voices in this world. And there's so many things that want to come and speak to you and lie to you and give you um, false information, false uh, security, false, all kinds of stuff, because the devil just wants to come and he wants to bombard your thoughts. Because once he gets control of your thoughts, and that's what you're thinking, you got to understand you're either being conformed to the world or you're being conformed to Christ. It's either chiseling out the sculpture of Jesus or it's adding to and hiding and, and, and covering up the, the sculpture of Jesus inside of you. One way or the other, the devil's going to do it. He knows if he has control of your mind, he's going to have control of your mouth. And if he has control of your mind and your mouth, then he's going to get control of your heart. Because after you begin to speak it out of your mouth enough, you're going to start believing it in your heart. And then that doubt is going to settle in your heart and you will not walk in victory. There's no way around it. You need to guard your thoughts. I heard today uh, a... Uh, report from a Chinese um, official, some kind of government official said that when they take over Taiwan, that's just what his statement was, that there's 23 million people in the island of Taiwan. And when they take it over, the first thing they're going to have to do is send everyone to, uh, to, to, re to, 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 to a processing camp to where they can change their thinking. 
And I thought, yeah, you're, you're going to have to go over there and change the thinking of people who've been living in freedom to go into communism. And this camp you're thinking about isn't going to be successful because you can't take people and force them into that and make them change their thinking. Your thinking will change when you begin to voluntarily give yourself to Jesus and say, Lord, I, I believe what your word says. I believe greater is he that's in me than he that's in this world. I believe, Lord God, that, that no weapon that forms against me is going to prosper. I believe that every word that you say, Lord God, it is going to come to pass over my life. I believe that you have given me a future and a hope. You have given me blessings upon blessings. The Bible says there in Ephesians, I read it just a minute ago, Ephesians uh, 1, 3, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Who has is past tense. It means it's already yours. He's already blessed you with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. And so, man, I want to tell you something. All the resources is there for you, but you have to do something about it. You have to get up and you have to make effort every day. Every moment of the day. You know, I've been, I've been studying and looking and, and at successful men in the Bible, just in my own time, just to look up. And you take like Daniel, who was an amazing young man and uh, became ruler over uh, 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 the, the whole country, even though he was a captive. And one thing he did was three times a day he prayed. He had a routine of every day, three times a day, morning, noon, and evening. He went and he made prayers into God. Well, you talk about renewing your mind. There's three times a day. He's going in there and quoting the scriptures and speaking out and declaring what God's doing for him. Three times a day he's doing that. And we have a hard time getting people just to read one little confession card and declare it. And then they wonder why everything's not working out good for them. The bottom line is what's coming out of your mouth. What thoughts are going through your head? Are you renewing your mind to the word of God? Because if you are, well, then Romans 8, 28 is your scripture. Stand on it because God is going to work everything out. Now, I want to pray for you. And then we uh, in session 12 next week, I'm going to be getting into a whole bunch more of of uh, about renewing your mind and, and, and some different things and some um, it's going to be some good stuff. You're going to want to tune in for that. So don't miss next week's message. But let me pray for you right now. Heavenly Father, I just pray for everyone out there. I pray for everyone watching. I pray just to just declare, Lord God, that today they're hearing your voice clearly. That, Lord, they can see that you from the foundations of the world have made a clear path for us. You have given us a, 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 a way to walk in our destinies and our purpose on life to be conformed to the image of Christ. And Lord, it's not like you, you set something out there that we could never obtain. It's that you're trying to get us to renew our minds and to work with the spirit of God on the inside of us so that we can be conformed to the image of Christ. Lord, I pray for people tonight, people that are, that are mad at God, People that think God let them down, people that, that have not understood that, Lord, that God was right there with them, but they didn't see it. They didn't, they, they, they missed it. I pray, oh Lord God, right now that their eyes would open and they would see the amazing love of God that you have for each and every one of us. 
that, God, you made a way through Jesus for us to walk in victory. So, Lord, I ask you just to bless them tonight. Pour forth your spirit upon them. Let them see you, Jesus, like they've never seen before. And, God, we give you all the praise for it, and we thank you for it, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. God bless you, church.